0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Kyle this year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. He takes it himself. Looking him dirt back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right,
1: guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast presented by Clutch Points. I am your host Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host Dylan Reagan, and we are excited. To jump back into more free agency talk with uh, lots of rumors uh, swirling, as you would expect, with the uh, NFL scouting combine going on. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we have to tell you about the fine folks over at Vet Online. This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports uh, March Madness, the Masters, Major League Opening Day, all those right around the corner. And uh, Bet Online has you covered uh, with all the latest news, scores, and odds uh, to help you win big. And as we keep saying, the best part is that you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So you can head on over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive uh, your literal free money. Yes, everyone loves free money. You get free money. Uh, plus, uh, you know, signing up, a great way to support the podcast here and that you're listening to now. Uh, so just use uh, the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. Uh, Bet online, your or online sportsbook experts. Uh, all right, Dylan, uh, speaking of uh, free money, lots of teams going to be handing out a lot of free money to uh, some of these players. Uh, it's going to be uh, big contracts all over the place. And as we've said uh, on our last episode, if you're just listening to this one, didn't get a chance to listen to the previous one, uh, you want to go back and listen to it. We referenced uh, NFL.com's uh, top 101 NFL free agents of 2020. We went through uh, one through 20, sort of picked and choose some Here and there, we stopped at number 17, which was Tom Brady. And now we're going to start at number 20 and kind of run through 20 through 40 on this list. Um, And we will start with number 20, which uh, is Hunter Henry. And it seems like uh, if you look at some of the recent stuff on him, uh, you know, the Chargers would like to have him back. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, based on you know potentially using the franchise tag and all that stuff uh, but uh, it, it's still interesting i think with him because <laughs> there has to be a lot of teams really interested in potentially landing him uh, but uh, you know if they use the franchise tag we don't know but uh, he is in an interesting spot as one of the best tight ends in the NFL
2: yeah, I mean, if he does stay with the Chargers, the bigger question will be who's throwing him the ball at that point uh, with Phillip Rivers, yep. obviously, we'll, we'll get to him in a little bit. I know previously we talked about the Patriots being a, a team that would be interested. There's been rumors about that. It makes a lot of sense, especially given how uh, the lack of production they had at that position. And I mean, you just look at, uh, we're not trying to compare Hunter Henry to Gronk or anything, but he's still one <laughs> of the better tight ends in the NFL would be a huge difference for that offense and would uh, clearly would be a, a n- another incentive for Tom Brady to stay. But but yeah, like, like we're saying, though, uh, that, that report about the franchise tag seems like it's possible. Uh, and it would make sense. I, he's still really young, still really productive when he's been on the field. Uh, the health wasn't really concerned last year compared to the past year. So uh, no reason for the Chargers not to try to keep him if they have to use the tag I, with some of the other guys that uh, they're willing to let walk. I, I think that makes a lot of sense to keep Hunter Henry.
1: Yep, uh, they need someone to throw to, and uh, he is you know, reliable as he gets pretty much when he's on the field, as we've said, uh, when he hasn't been dealing with injuries. So it uh, would be a nice uh, weapon to have. For the new quarterback. Uh, speaking of the new quarterback, that ties into the next person we're going to touch on, uh, and he is number twenty-three on this list, and that is Philip Rivers. Uh, Philip Rivers will not be throwing the ball to Hunter Henry unless uh, Hunter Henry switches positions and plays defense next year, um, because Rivers will be playing for a new team. And Dylan, as we continue to say, since free agency has started, um, you know, it's pretty much all the, the signs are pointing towards the Colts as mm-hmm. the team that that is probably going to be the ones. Uh, that really dives into this mix and potentially lands him. At this point, we've we've sort of outlined the reasons that it would make sense for Philip Rivers to go there. Uh, and it does seem like you know they are a great option. But on the other hand, as we continue to say, the Tom Brady effect here and any possible domino where he does not go back to the Patriots, then I think you throw everything out the window and say, well, you know, Phillip Rivers could go to the Patriots. He could go somewhere else. Uh, There's so many other aspects in play, but if Mm -hmm. we assume that Brady's going back to New England, uh, Rivers to the Colts seems to be a a likely scenario here.
2: Rivers on the Patriots would be so funny. I mean, (laughs) I would love to, after all the years of all those playoff matchups and a lot of disappointment for Charger fans against the Pats, to see him playing for the Patriots would just be so brutal. But no, I think, uh, yeah, even – uh, like you're saying, maybe the Patriots open up as an opportunity if Brady leaves. I think it's still for him. It's The Colts are have uh, made sense since we started talking about it as the rumors keep coming out. It seems like that's the sense at the Combine from all the executives and scouts that are now being quoted for all these rumors that we've been writing about at Clutch Points. It seems like that's where he's going to end up. The Raiders were mentioned as well in Ra- Ian Rappaport's latest uh, whole thing today talking about teams that have been talked about at the Combine. So... Uh, as we, <laughs> that also would be another painful sight for Charger fans. I don't think any teams are <laughs> really going to enjoy seeing Rivers in any jersey for another team. But I feel like out of those three, Colts, Raiders, Patriots, the least painful has to be in Indianapolis. At least the the Chargers had some playoff luck against Indy back in uh, Rivers' prime. Yep,
1: uh, we'll we'll see. How, again, we're we're still hoping for the uh, the three way swap there with mm-hmm. uh, was it Drew Brees going to the Chargers, Tom Brady to the Saints, and Philip Rivers to the Patriots. Uh, I think that was what we we had uh, in the last amazing. episode. But uh, yeah, highly <laughs> unlikely. But uh, no, that Brees would be Brees is in New Orleans. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, just just to reiterate, just to reiterate, we did say that on the last episode. Uh, we're not su- suggesting that Breeze is going to be playing anywhere else. But uh, someone that could be playing somewhere else is the number twenty six player on this list as we move on down uh, and that is james winston uh, another one that i think is probably where he lands going to be a lot d- dependent on tom brady because um, you know we've said that if you look at just your know, options in terms of mm-hmm. what would probably make the most sense for brady uh you would probably put the bucks high on that list because of the weapons they have there uh, because of bruce arians uh and the defense has gotten better and potential for them to, you know, draft another defensive player high in the draft. So uh, the Bucks are building, and they're building strong. Uh, so that would make a lot of sense. However, uh, we just, you know, I, I don't know. And I think he is the biggest wild card because I, you know, I don't know who is actually mm-hmm. going to go out and. You know, uh, who are the teams that are going to prefer him over Phillip Rivers or or Tom Brady? Or, uh, you know, what if Ryan Tannehill's out there and, Mm -hmm. you know, Derek Carr, what's his situation? Like, there's so many different. I think ones ahead of him to where, you know, th- that are going to demand probably more attention. Uh, but as we've said, you know, when Jameis is good, Jameis is pretty good. Uh, when Jameis is bad, Jameis is pretty bad. And and I don't know exactly how it plays out for him in terms of where he winds up uh, if he doesn't go back to the Bucks.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure either. It's it's hard to envision, uh, like you're saying, there's a lot of teams that are going to be interested in quarterbacks this offseason, and where Winston kind of lines up with all the other guys is a big concern. I know there's been some talk on, uh, I think it was Get Up on uh, either whatever ESPN or NFL Network, one of those <laughs> two yeah. stations, where they talked about how it's expected that he would stay in Tampa Bay, but... I mean, I guess he could stay, but at what dollar amount? And obviously, the, I still I don't think that would uh, take away from Tampa Bay trying to find another quarterback. There like you're saying, there's just so many options. If Brady does leave with all the firepower they have, they're intriguing for that uh, again with Tannehill too. If say the Titans were able to land Brady, but like you say, that you have this kind of like uh, uh, trickle down effect, and how far down Winston is on that pecking order. I, I mean, there's a reason that we've already talked about quite a few quarterbacks on this list and not his name. His name uh, came a bit later. And <laughs> uh, yeah, Tampa Bay knows the most about him. But I mean, a lot of teams at this point have seen the Jameis Winston experience. It's it's riveting for non-fans of that particular franchise, but for fans and for the coaches, <laughs> it, can, it can drive a guy a little bit crazy. Bruce Arians has experienced it. I don't know if he's ready for round two.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know either. And that's what we're saying. Yeah, I think if the Bucs are trying to you know turn the page here and and knowing that their defense is improving knowing that they have some good weapons um i don't know i, I find it hard to see him being back there but again mm-hmm. i think also that comes into well if he's not who are they getting because uh, that's something too where they're not just going to go without a quarterback or play someone uh, in that spot i mean they're they're going to have to highly pursue someone else if he's not there so yeah pretty interesting situation there at quarterback uh, for the Bucks, uh, going on down number twenty-seven is Dante Fowler Jr. Uh, someone who you know I think we saw how how he played with the Rams, and uh, you know he was uh, certainly a nice addition to have there. Uh, and then as we've sort of talked about, you know the Rams look at it. I know Sean McVay was, was talking about him in terms of, you know, what their priority is in terms of bringing him back mm-hmm. uh, and what he did from a production standpoint. Uh, so you would at least read into that and know that the uh, the Rams are, are going to be placing a, a pretty high priority on uh, bringing him back.
2: Yeah, hopefully for the Rams' sake, uh, his value in terms of what they're able to afford is uh, helped a little bit by how deep this free agent class is on the edge. We already talked, you know, about Clowney and Baird on the last episode. We we didn't talk too much about Yannick and and a couple other guys, Matthew Judon. So there, there's some pretty intriguing options along with Fowler on this list, pretty high up there. And uh, for the Rams' sake, hopefully that makes him a little more affordable. Because uh, yeah, cap cap issues with them I, I probably a little overstated um they're, they've been really uh, good at kind of manipulating the cap and finding different ways to afford players and make it all kind of fit together but it's not getting any easier uh, we'll see what happens with Todd Gurley even if they do uh, move on from him at this point it's still going to cost him quite a bit in dead cap so we'll see if that even happens but that's the that's the intriguing thing for the rams if they can really afford fowler it could get to the point where he's too expensive especially when they're trying to bring back Corey littleton what pretty much their only really uh successful linebacker the last couple of years
1: yep and uh like you're saying i know you know just just based on the rams to try to get back and what they're facing in that division alone uh, we talked about Mm -hmm. that sort of you know how far along the other teams have come and knowing what you're battling with uh, each season uh, and who you're going up against uh, not an easy task so having someone like that on defense uh, would not be a bad thing at all going into next season uh, moving on down uh, as we go to number 30 on this list and that is Devin McCourty um, you know we're not he's not the biggest talked about player on the Patriots mm-hmm. in terms of free agency we know who that is but um you know still an intriguing i think situation for him uh, in terms of you know how well he's played and and now you kind of look at it and say okay well, you know, for the Patriots, we know how good they were on defense last year. Uh, now you look ahead at what some possibilities are for McCourty. Uh, th- that's an interesting situation too. Maybe one that's kind of uh, sort of flying under the radar a bit.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting. It really depends how much money he's going to make. We know that at the end of the day, no matter how much uh, Bill Belichick likes the guys that he's coaching, he's not going to bring someone back for a dollar amount that he doesn't think is worth their value. And uh, that that's where you start to doubt whether he's going to be back in New England I, I feel like it's he's not going to get such a huge deal where it won't still work out I, I imagine he wants to continue playing in that defense I, I know over the uh, towards the end of the season they did not have the same success early in the year when we we're talking about them as a historically yep. great uh, defensive unit but I still think he wants to be a part of that organization he's you know at 32 he doesn't have that many years probably left in the NFL he does he is the kind of guy where I could see him kind of playing at this level for the next four years or so where does he really want to do that for another team i uh, Potentially it depends on what contender is able to to make an offer, but I don't I don't see him leaving the Patriots for one of these teams with a lot of cap space looking to rebuild, and I don't think those teams will really be pursuing a guy like Devin McCourty really at this point in his career.
1: Yep, uh, that that is an interesting spot because the Patriots, like we said, they have to make some money decisions, and um, yeah. you know it's I don't know it's going to be interesting, but uh, I'll tell you another situation that, that's gotten a lot more interesting, and that's the one at number thirty three. That's Austin Hooper. I, I think originally. Mm-hmm. You know, we all looked at it and wondered, you know, are the Falcons really going to be in a spot where he's he doesn't come back? But now, I mean, here, here he is. Like, he's out there, and I think you look at his production last year, it's um, pretty remarkable in terms of, of what he was able to accomplish. And that we say, you know, with someone like Hunter Henry out there, um, at tight ends, we keep talking about this. You know, this, this isn't the, the deepest... Uh, tight end group in the NFL right now mm-hmm. that we've seen over the years. And so, uh, someone like that is out there now. You know, you've seen all the reports about his deal potentially just resetting the market and uh, lots of different things. I think it's going to be fascinating to sort of see, you know, where he winds up because um, if I'm the Patriots and I bring Tom Brady back. Uh, he's one of the guys that I'm definitely looking at and wondering if there's any way to make that work. Uh, I don't know what, you know, what they could do from a money standpoint, Mm -hmm. but man, he, um, Mm -hmm.
2: he's going to be good for someone. Uh, I just, I guess now it's a matter of who's it going to be. As an Austin Hooper fantasy owner, I'm, yeah, I'm always going (laughs) to take some, (laughs) always going to support him. Even when he went down, Tyler Higby helped me out a lot, but no, yeah, man, Hooper had such a it's kind of crazy i mean atlanta you'd think they'd want to keep such a primary playmaker they I, I know they have a lot of other guys that they've been paying and uh this roster that has so much talent as we've talked about and a lot of people have has not really panned out the last couple of years with the results on the field i don't think that's on him though and like you're saying uh, if, if henry uh, gets the franchise tag from the chargers the patriots have to be an intriguing option that dollar amount possibly being resetting the, the tight end market could yeah. be concerning for new england but We've talked about how if New England thinks someone's worth it, like the Stephon Gilmore deal, they they did not they did not uh, hold any pennies away from him. Like they, I mean, they'll they'll pay for a guy if they think he's going to make a huge difference for them, and if they think his value is there. So that's an intriguing option. Maybe the Cowboys, uh, mm-hmm. uh, another one, another contender that could use uh, a more consistent uh, option over the middle with Jason Witten likely not returning is the latest uh, rumor I'd read on on Twitter from Calvin Watkins and then you have I mean you I mean these guys they just they don't have uh, that kind of uh, difference maker where Dak can really go to him like like uh, Tony Roman did for so many years and Whitney was in his prime so maybe that's another interesting place that Hooper could end up Uh, really any any team that doesn't already have a number one tight end could use a guy like him and where he ends up I I think he'll I'm sure contending will be part of what he looks for but at the end of the day if if one of these uh, again one of these rebuilding teams with a young quarterback wants to just give him a huge deal i won't be surprised and would not blame him for taking that
1: <laughs> yeah looking at an article from cbs sports here they reference uh you look at spotrack and and sort of the, the calculated market value and what kind of contract austin mm-hmm. hooper could get you know a five-year deal potentially worth 50 million which would be around 9.9 million annually um you know that's uh, uh i mean it's, reasonable. It, it's it's you know it is it's something it, and you know you could compare it to other players right now like Zach Ertz Travis Kelsey um, it's bigger deals in terms of uh, what they have at the moment so um, yeah it, it could be interesting with him but uh, like you said I think there are a lot of teams that maybe you know even if they have good tight ends they're ones that, that may take a look at it and say hey we feel like we can still make an upgrade here. With someone like that, so uh, it's uh, yeah, I don't know what the Falcons are doing, but then again, um, they they have a lot of problems on defense too. So maybe uh, they're trying to find some money to. To really figure something out on defense because uh they've got to get that fixed but uh we'll talk more about that as we go throughout the offseason uh going on down to number 35 is melvin gordon uh man the chargers what what a spot they're in they philip rivers (laughs) hunter henry melvin gordon uh yeah and uh now we kind of look around and wonder okay what's next for melvin gordon and If you're the Chargers, you know, it's and we've look, we speculated the entire season about the possibilities of him him being traded during the season, uh, all this other stuff. And now, you know, what's going to be the next move? uh, I don't know that anyone knows right now, because, um, you know, you're just looking from a production standpoint, I mean, he's he's still someone that can produce at a high level. It's Mm -hmm. just a matter of, you know, I think, again, that the money, the contract, um, you know, who who could possibly be the teams uh, that that kind of
2: give him a hard look here. Yeah, not a ton of rumors related to where Gordon will end up. Uh, I, I know Anthony Lynn gave a pretty uh, standard answer about how they love Melvin Gordon, would like to have him back. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything that you can really read into what's actually going to happen based on what Anthony Lynn said. It's not surprising. Everyone loves everybody at this point, yeah. and everybody wants to, everybody <laughs> to come back. So and it's and it's it's partially true right that I'm sure they yeah. want to keep working with the guys but at the end of the day if they're if they're asking for a dollar figure that just does not make sense we, we've we talked to uh, it seems like every podcast lately I've said something about how running back deals you got to be careful with them as everyone knows and we're seeing it more than ever this season with Todd Gurley and David Johnson and those whole situations and teams are just not as likely to give you a huge deal so I don't know what Melvin Gordon expects he's going to get when he hits the open market I'm sure he'll uh, get a, a solid sum but but where he ends up, I, it's really anyone's guess. I, I've seen there's stuff about the Eagles possibly being interested or the Lions, but these are all just kind of speculation, uh, Not nothing uh, really definitive at this point about where he'll end up. I don't know what kind of market's forming. There's not a, yeah, not a ton of rumors actually connecting him to anywhere else other than the Chargers at this point.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. That's, that's another one that's hard to figure out. But, I mean, again, the Chargers have some serious decisions to make. Uh, when it comes to you know their offense, that's for sure, because they have several guys they have to sort of look at and, and decide what they're going to do here moving forward, and there's no doubt uh, that he's one of them. Uh, number 36, I think is a very interesting one too. I mean, I, I think this is someone we've talked about a lot, and people have sort of been disappointed at, you know, fantasy owners mm-hmm. specifically have always talked about this guy, uh, myself included. Um, Robbie Anderson at number 36. Now, We've and always, we've always known, I mean, his speed is undeniable. Like, he he can get to the, the end zone quickly. Like, mm-hmm. if he's in a spot to do that, his speed just, I mean, he can outrun defenders. Um, and I don't know if this is one where, okay, is it on Robbie Anderson in terms of the inconsistency or is it on the Jets? And that's what you have to look at in these scenarios. And that's why I think free agency, in, in another sense, is so um you know entertaining to me is because you have a guy like this that let's say you put him you know in new england or you put him um you know somewhere else green bay somewhere yeah. like that uh mm-hmm. you know it, it's just i think you're talking about a whole different situation and that's why uh it's hard to know specifically I, one of the rumors out there and i'm pulling this up here mm-hmm. um it seems like the panthers are a team uh, that could potentially be one uh, in the mix for him. Now, again, you could probably insert any team in the NFL, and you can find a rumor out there that probably links him to Robbie Anderson. Uh, but it does seem like uh, it's potentially, you know, that could be one uh, that could be on the board for him. But but he could be someone that I'm not saying he's going to get just a massive deal or anything, but I think he could be an intriguing ad for a team that, that needs someone like that with that kind of speed, has an established sort of quarterback, uh, it, it could mm-hmm. be, I don't know. He's one that I, I'm definitely going to keep my eye on.
2: Yeah, still pretty young at 26. And uh, I, yeah, Ralph Vacchiano of SNY wrote an article sourcing uh, different people around the league saying his market price is going to probably be uh, pretty high up there, uh, m- much higher than $10 million per year. And that just kind of shows, like you're saying, the, uh, the amount of, uh, you know, with the Jets, we've only seen probably... Uh, part of what he's really able to do. We haven't seen him in an offense with a quarterback, with an offensive line that's, uh, you know, on on a top-tier team, uh, and putting him into that situation, yeah, like you're saying, you could plug him into so many different scenarios if i uh, one that uh, has been i've seen uh, cowboys writers talk about it you know if amari cooper does leave would robbie anderson be someone they could bring in uh that i mean i don't know how much um, less than amari uh, he's really going to make at the end of the day but sure that's a good option there's a like you said he fits into a lot of teams i know the packers were rumored last year as yeah. possibly being interested at the trade deadline they definitely could use a, a better Second option outside of Devontae Adams, and uh, seeing him with Aaron Rodgers would be definitely exciting for Green Bay fans and just uh, mm-hmm. fantasy football owners in general. But yeah, it's gonna. Uh, I do think his yeah, he's gonna be like you said one of the more intriguing guys to follow with uh, probably quite a few teams that are gonna enter this market and drive his price up.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking connecting the dots with it. I just remember, and you forget this because Matt Rule was at Temple before he went to Baylor, and and then you forget that Robbie Anderson was there at the same time. So mm-hmm. I think that's the connection. With the Panthers, is that yeah. Rule was there, Anderson was there, um, so it would make sense. You know, ultimately, if he, if he winds up being a target, if the Panthers find themselves in a spot like that, which you know their wide receiver core, I don't think is is bad at all. With the the young guys they have there, with with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and um, you know guys like that, but losing Greg Olson and and, and all those sorts of things, um, I would I'd be intrigued if he wound mm-hmm. up there, and you know if Cam Newton's back and healthy, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's another offense that uh, a lot of question. marks Marks going into the year because you don't really know what it's going to look like uh, in a lot of spots. So, yeah, Robbie Anderson, someone to to keep an eye on because I think he could uh, be one that that lands somewhere in a a much better spot probably than uh, with the Jets. Uh, 37 is Everson Griffin, and we're bringing him up because uh, it seems like as of we're recording this on Wednesday, um, you know, the the news broke that uh, he reportedly met with the Vikings at the Combine and you know, it just seems like at this point, it's uh, you know he's probably going to wind up back in Minnesota. Um, so, which is kind of interesting, I think, based on how that whole situation's played out, but. Um, it does seem like he's going to wind up going back to Minnesota, if you believe uh, what Mike Zimmer said and the reports that came out. But uh, moving on down to number forty is Emmanuel Sanders. Now here's another wide receiver um, that's you know someone that that could bring value to any team. I, mm-hmm. But as this as the article notes on NFL.com, um, I do think that make a good point here in terms of. If you're the 49ers, you know, you just got to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you've got, you know, younger guys on the roster that are making plays. And to have someone like that there just for his role as a mentor, which is what the article notes, um, mm-hmm. that could be something very valuable for the Niners. Uh, but uh, I guess we'll kind of see how that unfolds there.
2: Yeah, I think he'll end up staying uh, for just in terms of where he wants to be how he fit so quickly into what they do and then yeah from the 49ers point of view. Now the guy that we're going to want to lose with the impact he had, uh, yeah, they talk about in the NFL.com article about his impact on the younger players, obviously just his ability to make plays over the middle and kind of add another element to an offense that already had too many elements to really count in your head. <laughs> there. Uh, <that, laughs> yeah. I mean it's just so dynamic and uh, just not every game did he really shine, but that was kind of the nature of what uh, San Francisco did this year. With depending on the matchup they had, they really, had, uh, you know, would just adjust based on who they were facing, what they really had to do. So I don't think just because some of his uh, numbers weren't exactly eye popping doesn't mean he didn't have a huge impact on them. If he doesn't stay, yeah, he'll be valuable to wherever he ends up. Obviously, not quite as young as Robbie Anderson, so maybe his dollar uh, figure, or at least the years, is a little bit lower, but uh, still a great option, and any, uh, any team that it really is lacking receiving depth would love to have him. But so far, most of the rumors are just connected to him, to him returning to San Francisco, not a lot about anything definitive where he might end up elsewhere.
1: Yep, uh, not at all, and uh, so we'll see if he does wind up Back with the Niners. But as we said, we were just going to kind of run through the top 40 here because um, those are the ones I think you're seeing the most uh, interest on. If you reference the article, and like we said, we'll include it uh, in the show notes and everything so you can find it. But... You know, if you go on down, I think Kenyon Drake at forty-eight. Um, there's lots of different ones in there. Ha, Clinton Dix at fifty-two. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of different guys that they probably will start to hear more on. Uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, someone else at number sixty-four. Um, that's another one that, that's going to pop up a lot uh, based on you know what the, the quarterback situation is for the Saints. So lots of different rumors, lots of different players to talk about. Uh, but as we always do, Dylan, uh, it seems like every single episode of this podcast uh, we wrap up with. With anything related to Tom Brady watch, this almost feels like it's like Panda watch from Anchorman. Um, You know, it's just, we're just always on it here. And there is something all the time that we are just waiting and waiting and waiting uh, to see what the next rumor is with Tom Brady. uh, What's the next thing that's going to come out linking him to, to teams? But As we've said, I mean, really, at this point, it's the same teams we're hearing mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't, you know, and it's sort of the same rumor that's just circulating in a different sort of way.
2: Yeah, this time it was Michael Giardi of the NFL Network, NFL.com. He he tweeted this morning, uh, spoke with a number of uh, NFL people over the last 36 hours the initial reaction kind of like our own initial reaction here was that he quoted there's no way Tom Brady's leaving New England so everything kind of starts with that <laughs> in my mind but it's then he said as you dig deeper execs, coaches, scouts, see the Titans, Raiders, Giants as possible suitors not really anything new these are the exact teams we've heard minus the Chargers maybe uh, uh, and obviously the Buccaneers we've talked about as um, an intriguing option for Brady just in terms of their firepower but nothing really new like you said it's kind of like the the panda watch it's uh definitely just something that uh keeps us more entertained than anything actually uh, happening at this point i think as soon as there are real uh, move there's real movement between brady and teams and what's actually going to happen there's going to be no shortage of (laughs) tweets from tons of different reporters (laughs) trying to keep things in the loop Uh, we'll see it'll be interesting to see what kind of rumors do leak out and even so far you can kind of look into that Um, maybe because you start to think about who's the one leaking these rumors. Is it the Raiders uh, when they talk about themselves? Are they trying to just spark interest uh, in terms of their move to Las Vegas? The Titans make a little less sense to me in terms of why they would be incentivized to let some of this stuff come out. Maybe the Giants, just because Dave Gettleman knows that they've been pretty disastrous the last two years. (laughs) Uh, You know, in terms of that kind of thing, I'm sure that when the actual process starts for some teams, it, the teams that are possibly more involved might be a little bit quieter. Uh, I'm sure Tom Brady's not going to want uh, too many <laughs> details of these meetings being divulged. And if teams really want to keep him, we see we saw kind of that same thing happen with Kawhi Leonard where uh, last summer where it was uh, reported that he was kind of testing the Lakers in terms of how many things were being leaked. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to see a similar situation with Tom Brady, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's uh, he's not really going to be Hoping that too many details of these meetings come out once we actually once they actually start happening.
1: Well, let's face it. And like we're saying, we're we're linking all these different teams, but the fact is I mean, who doesn't want Tom Brady? Like, the Chiefs are probably okay not to have Tom Brady. The Ravens are probably okay. The Packers. Uh, but, you know, you're going down the line. I mean, how many teams really don't want Tom Brady? Like, I think anyone would have that conversation. Uh, and so, that's what makes this thing fun. Because, uh, you know, the Bucks are another one. You've seen some reports out there recently, too, that the Bucs are sort of the quiet ones um, that, that may be sort of, mm-hmm. you know, laying in the, in the weight there to sort of, you know, pounce in and, and be someone that could factor into – to that, should he decide to leave the Patriots? Uh, I know Bruce Arians. Uh, I think he was asked. Uh, it was something from the Boston Globe. Uh, he was asked if there was a, a quarterback uh, who would make him pick up the phone, and he he said he just responded. He said Tom Brady, and that was it. Like that's all he said. Um, so he's not shy about it, and Bruce Arians has never been shy about anything. So <laughs> um, you know, so that's what we're saying. It's just it, we're just going to continue and uh, just think about it, though. Just think if this was already you know, a foregone conclusion that Tom Brady was going to come back to the Patriots. What in the world would we have to talk about? Um, <laughs> it would not be as much fun. And so, you know, why not? Let's all just find rumors and have fun with it because uh, this is the most exciting time of the year uh, when football is not actually happening. So uh, there you go. There's a rundown of kind of some thoughts on where things stand with free agency. As we've said, lots going on at the NFL scouting combine Uh, Guys are getting their hands measured. Uh, Joe Burrow is contemplating retirement. All sorts of stuff uh, going on there. But, uh, Dylan, we have all that for everyone over at Clutch Points, don't we?
2: Yes, you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section to read all of our NFL content, all of these rumors, all of the different quotes and different takeaways from the combine. Like you're saying, yeah, uh, Joe Burrow obviously kidding a bit, but uh, we'll see where he he also, kind of like we did two weeks ago, dispelled the uh, idea that uh, he's not interested in playing for the Bengals, pretty much said that was created by the media. So props to us for uh, saying exactly what he's said this week. But yeah, all the all that content you can read on uh, in a, on our uh, Clutch Points NFL section. You can go to the Clutch Points app to the NFL section there for all of our news editorials. Our podcast is available in our app on the website and anywhere you listen to the podcast. We appreciate Blue Wire producing all of our podcasts now. And yeah, looking forward to, I think the next few episodes we are going to, plan out some uh looking at what each team and uh, going breaking it down by divisions to start what each team is really going to be looking to add and what they're going to be losing in free agency as well as the draft after that
1: yep uh everything you need for free agency all the rumors all the uh non-rumor stuff find it over clutch points and we'll have uh, as dylan said lots of breakdowns for individual teams coming up here on the podcast so be sure to subscribe and as he said as well uh, thanks to the fine folks at blue wire for what they do for us so uh, thanks again to the fine folks at bet online for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and uh, yeah be sure you're subscribed and we will talk to you guys next time here on the establish the past podcast